Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is good, everybody? Welcome to the OG Gold Standard Podcast. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero alongside Levin Black. Levin, it's Thursday, and you know what? This is the first time I'm talking to you. I didn't know this, everybody. Levin had a birthday on Sunday. Happy birthday to you, Levin. You turned 78. Hmm. Uh, you got one number, right? <laughs> you know how old I am because we're the same age. Well, no, if you're 38 now, then I'm older than you because I'll be 39 in January. Right. But we are like born in the same year. Right. So 85 represent. <laughs> That's right. Babies of the 80s, baby. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Did you do anything special? Not really, no. Yeah, that sounds like it's it. Yeah, it. Put it this way. Birthday for me is a sore subject. I do not enjoy my birthdays. So Okay. Well, then we'll move right along here. Like having a kid has helped some, but yeah, I, I I never got to truly celebrate my birthday because I had a narcissistic grandparent who had a birthday the day after mine. So it was always, "Hey, we're celebrating both your birthdays," or mm. "Happy birthday, Grandma!" Oh, also happy birthday, Eleven. You know, if like the uncles and the aunts came, it was always Grandma, 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 and uh, yeah. So that plus like. My birthday, what happens this week for most school systems? Back to school. Guess what never happened in all my years of school? A birthday in school for Levin Black. A teacher aware enough of what kids' birthdays were to be aware <laughs> that I had a birthday in the first week. So many things are becoming clear now. Yeah, by like third grade, I was testing my 
teachers. I wouldn't mention it. I would see if they knew and not once did a teacher know like that boggles my mind. And I have family members that are teachers and that's literally what the first thing they do when they get their roster is they look at the birthdays and get them written down. So they don't miss anybody's, but like there were multiple years in grade school where it was, if you had a summer birthday, we're celebrating it. And that was part of like the first day, right? Well, I didn't have a summer birthday. My birthday's in a day or two. And then my birthday would come and go and they wouldn't even notice. And then the next week they would have it down and somebody would have a birthday inevitably within a week or two and they would celebrate that one. So I'd be the only one. So yeah, I, I uh, came to not like my birthdays and don't really care for them. Levin Black clearly did not get enough his attention as a child. And that's why you're doing this with me, right? You get to be the center of attention. Now you're on video. You get to co-host. I see. It's all becoming clear. Well, I'm not quite the center of attention. I'm more like right of center. But Well, happy birthday nonetheless. Thank you for everything that you've done for me and for this network. It is great. If people only knew. No. <laughs> Hey, shut up. You're getting paid now. <laughs> I'll uh, believe it when the check shows. When the yeah, check well, clears. We'll cash it right away. <laughs> Please like and subscribe to the Gold Standard YouTube channel. Become a YouTube channel member so that I can continue to pay Levin. It's less than $3 a month. You get custom emojis, membership badges, priority comment response. Please, please support the channel. We are grateful for all of it. We got a lot to break down today, Levin, because John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan spoke there's a lot of interesting things said. Let's start with John Lynch and the Nick Bosa situation, because that is the biggest thing going on right now. That's what we're all waiting for. Uh, first, John Lynch was asked if he would trade Nick Bosa. He just said flat out no, which is exactly right. how you answer that question, by the way. Not like they did yep. when they asked about Trey Lance and they said, well, we'll trade anybody at any time. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh Every team has a few players at most that are a flat no. And Bosa right. is one of the Niners. Absolutely. There might not be another one. Maybe Trent Williams. Mm, no. But everybody else, I think they're they're gonna they're gonna at least go what you got. Now, some of them are, unless you're offering four first round picks, they're gonna say, it's off, it's not worth it. But <laughs> right. know, the, Bosa is <laughs> the untradeable player on our team, which explains everything because it's not a quarterback. And most of your untradeable players are quarterbacks. Let's get to Lynch's update on the actual trade talks. No updates. Yeah. Uh, you said Friday night. You start a lot of, I mean, people are parsing your words at this point, you know? And so when you said Friday night, you start a lot of hard work to do. It did not appear, sound as if a deal with Nick was, was maybe imminent. Um, has some of that work been completed? I mean, is there more progress? Well, no updates. Um, yeah, I'm going to stick to that. But communication, and that's a good thing. So I'll leave it at that. Is it all that it's taking this long? That, uh, yeah, you know, but it, that's where it's at. So there's the update from Lynch. Communication is essentially the update. Are you more encouraged, less encouraged? What's your reaction? Same spot not encouraged like you can't become encouraged because of that but it, it's at the point where it needs to get done and every day that it's not done the worry level goes up mm -hmm. and if it gets to monday next week and there's no deal this could get ugly i think i think that's when the playing it nice and keeping it secret goes away and that's 
kind of already started started to happen because Rappaport has news from somebody. Right. But yeah, it, it's it's not good. I I do want to say one thing in regards to this because nobody has said it and I think it's important. I doubt this is what's going on, but it is possible. There is a chance that Bosa is in the wrong here. There is a chance that Bosa has a demand here that is not going to happen. What if he's demanding to be the first $40 million defensive player, right? And he also wants money up front, and he like he wants everything. It's like $40 million I'm not doing. Like the going rate right now is 35. That makes you the highest paid. So 36, 37, okay, the team should be budging. But if he's sticking to his guns on 40, like that's on Bosa. Oh, I don't think so. Why shouldn't he ask for it? Is he not worth it? Yeah, he should have he should be asking for it throughout the season throughout the offseason, but come August, that's when he should start budging on that. Why? And try to find 40 million is not happening. Does he is he not worth it? You don't re No, he's not. Okay. 40 million you 40 million you're getting you're getting to the point of being too big. By the way, you um, don't reset a market that gets reset every single offseason, normally multiple times, by a full five million. If I'm Bosa, I say, yes, I do. <laughs> like, why not? You know, I understand why the 49ers wouldn't like that. But if I'm Bosa, I ask for it. We should point out yesterday, Jason Dumas, who is the sports director for KRON 4 News in San Francisco, said that the Bosa deal is going to be done in a couple of days and that he should be good to go week one in Pittsburgh. And he's broken some stories. Uh, yesterday, I talked with Grant. Grant said he's extremely trustworthy. So that's obviously good news. Uh, John Lynch just didn't really reveal anything in the press conference. And he also didn't make me feel any better about the situation, which let's be honest, I was kind of hoping for, you know, one of those, one of those 20 seconds of John Lynch telling you exactly what's happening with a little smile on his face. We did not get that yesterday. No, like I said, it, you can't feel encouraged at this point. Right. It doesn't mean the sky is falling either. I don't think we're there yet. Like that comes Monday. Monday is sky is falling. He's not playing week one. He's missing official install practices for week one. Like, and it's a, it's a long travel week one. So it's not, it's not necessarily a home game where you don't have to travel and you might be able to get up to speed in that, you know, in between time that you would be normally traveling. Like Monday is when sky is falling right now. It's a, I'm worried, but there's still time. Yes. And there is still time. Um, I will say the pressure is going to be on Bosa to come out of the gate ready to go. I don't want to hear like, Oh, slow start or any of that stuff. Um, but that'll be on him. The thing is, is from what I know of him, the way he comes off, he does not want to miss a game. He does not. He's mad that he didn't get this to the franchise sack record last year. He misses a game. He's not getting it again. Like he wants to play. And that's why I think when you get to the start of next week, that's when his camp break will would probably break rank and start playing the media game. Oh boy. <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't I, get to that point. It would make sense. Like if he, if he gets to the point where he might miss week one and he needs them to budge on one thing, that's when he plays the media game to try to get them to budge so he doesn't miss a game. And that's why I was worried when I saw that Rappaport saying that the Niners made him a substantial offer because that is the start of negotiating through the media, which John Lynch explicitly yeah. said he wasn't going to do. We'll see how it all I, I'm shocked they went to him because at this point, 
there's been like three, four, five things this offseason that clearly came from the team that Rappaport is broke. So if you're trying to have this ability to say we're not playing it, playing it out through the media, why would you go to the one guy that has pretty much been confirmed as a team source this offseason? Because the Niners leaked that. That didn't come from Bosa's people. That came from. That's the- what I'm saying. Like, why would the Niners pick the same person? Because you lose your deniability. Ah, they don't care about that. Please, you, if you call them on that, half the team comes, half the fans come at you and call you Grant Cohn. They accuse you of, you know, being this <laughs> negative Nancy. I mean, geez. Um, but that was the Bosa update from Lynch. We're all on standby. Obviously, if something happens, we will go live and we will have, you know, our instant reaction to all of that. Of course, that's why you need to like and subscribe to the Gold Standard YouTube channel. Hit the little bell. You'll know every time we go live so you won't miss anything because you don't want to miss anything. We always got stuff going on here at the channel. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. More stuff from Lynch, Levin, and something, I don't know. I'm starting to get a little worried and you tell me if I'm being crazy. Maybe you can talk me off the ledge, but first practice after Trey Lance gets traded after Brock has the most work in a game that he has had all season. We get word from some Niners beat writers that it was a lighter practice for Brock. He he stepped out of the line during warmups. Now I know Jack Hammer specifically has said that he has been doing this and that it's not new. It seemed to catch some of the beat writers by surprise a little bit. And then John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan was asked about it, and they both used a very specific word. And John Lynch even kind of cut off the question here. See if you can catch the weird word that John Lynch uses. Yeah, we're calling it a deload week. You know, um, he 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 went through a lot to get through camp, and and he needed to do that. This was all part of a previous plan. Uh, this week was going to be set up for let's freshen it back up and give him the opportunity to go into the season as fresh as he can be. Um, um, thrilled with Brock, uh, thrilled with our staff and all the people that helped him in, uh, you know, uh, an excellent recovery. And this is just another step in that. And, um, you know, the, the great news is, uh, you know, um, I can't, uh, don't have a crystal ball, but I would imagine he'll go into next week feeling a lot better just because the volume was reduced on him this week, and that's all part of the plan. Oh, that seems a little weird to me, Levin. He's, so he's- the last part is, is the most concerning part. He'll feel a lot better next week because we didn't use him as much, or, you know, he, right. he got a break this week. I think that's how he said it. Okay, so that means he's not feeling great this week. Right? But there's no other way to take that. If he's going to feel better next week because he got a break this week, that means he's not feeling great right now. And that's concerning because he didn't really play a lot. They just had a preseason game, right? So it's not like they had all 
two straight weeks of practices and it's training camp and all his arm is fatigued. No, he just had a light day because he played in the game for like what? Six throws. Like he didn't play a lot. He didn't throw a lot. So it is concerning. And then he also had like the light day of practice. Like you mentioned, like, so why is he still feeling like if you're a little sore after a game, that makes sense. Most quarterbacks say on Monday, yeah, their, their arms are for, are hurting because they threw the ball 50 times. But that's not the case here. So it, it's it's concerning. But at this point, I'm kind of used to it because of Jimmy Garoppolo for so many years. <laughs> so the way, like, I'm not panicking. I just don't feel great about it. And that's how I was with Jimmy. Even when he was 100% healthy, there was no injury being tracked. None of that. I For the last three, four years, it's been, yeah, he's healthy, but eh, something might happen. And that's where I'm at with Purdy. Like, Okay, I think he's going to play. He's healthy currently enough to play, but I also think that there's a chance that he might not. And so I'll just sit here and wait for whatever happens because it's kind of like not getting your hopes up. You know what I mean? You're protecting yourself from yourself. You're not ready to be hurt again. No, I've had enough of that. Thank you. I Anytime somebody says this is all part of the plan, I immediately get skeptical. I just, if you've laid out the plan properly, you shouldn't have to tell people it's all part of the plan. And you didn't scratch his head though. I know. And that was a tell. Shanahan said, you know, this is the same numbers we decided on two months ago. He said, we're deloading this week. It'll be the same thing today and before practice tomorrow. And then someone followed up with, so he's fine. And he said, yeah, he's fine. It's just his numbers are cut in half for the whole week. Yeah. Look, I'm not a medical expert, but all the rehab programs that I've ever heard about or participated in, it's you start out doing nothing and you slowly ramp up until you get back to 100% and then you're good. Now, look, maybe this is different because it's a new surgery. I don't know. I'm willing to acknowledge that, but it seems weird to me that they were like, hey, Brock, go ahead and throw. And then all of a sudden, after his biggest workload in the preseason, he has to throttle back a little bit. I I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying I'm nervous. We can even take the medical part of it out of this is how you're supposed to do it, ramp up, and just talk about how, like, it would make sense to me that he takes less throws and conserves the arm early in training camp so that he can throw as much as possible during game install weeks when you're actually prepping for a real regular season game. So the fact that he's taking half throws when it's, you know, for real now, you're truly prepping for a specific opponent is concerning because that's, there's no way that that's the logical choice. Hey, we're going to have him throw everything in training camp. And then when we get close to the regular season, we'll scale him back. No, it'd be the other way just from that standpoint, without even getting into the medical minutia part of it that neither one of us can really talk about because we don't know his elbow. And then there's this, Levin. And for the record, I didn't come up with this. I didn't I didn't capture this from the preseason game against the Chargers. I This has nothing to do with me, but I did see it on Twitter. I think Guy Haberman posted it. And if you're watching on the stream right now, I'm going to throw it up in a second. After Brock airmails a throw against the Chargers, he kind of wiggles his elbow a little bit. It was a weird throw. It was way off. And if you're watching the stream right there, he does it. And then definitely there, he gives a little chicken wing. He's not moving the shoulder. It's a little elbow waggle. And I don't know that 
look, again, it could be nothing, but I'm nervous right now. So everything I see just makes me more nervous. I want to know what he said because he, he speaks as he does it. Now, he might have just been talking to Kyle about, like, yeah, I, I sailed it or something. It could be nothing, but it also could be, okay, his elbow is hurting. And he's just trying to tough it out. In which case, he's not making it through the season. So that is a possibility here. I don't know, and nobody knows, so that we're not saying that it is. But it's concerning that he's doing stuff like that. And it's definitely a wiggle for the elbow. You know, he's not wiggling his shoulder. He's not rotating the shoulder at all. He's not wiggling his hand and the rest of his arm happens to move. You know, like... I don't want to get into the medical stuff, but I've had an inflamed elbow and when it hurts and I'm trying to get it to stop hurting and having this burning feeling, that's how I would wiggle my arm. I've done it many, many, many times because in my older age, if I go throw a football or a baseball 20, 30 times in a single day, the next day my elbow hurts. If I go try to throw one time, it flares up. I can't throw back to back days. It may not be pain. It may just feel a little weird. Maybe there's like scar tissue in there. Who knows? But that specific little wiggle, that's an elbow wiggle. Something in there did not feel the way it normally feels because you don't give that little wiggle if you're feeling fine. Like I said, it's concerning, but I'm not necessarily sounding the alarm either. Yeah, I'm not sounding the alarm, but like the radar is the radar's up, you know, like yeah. I'm on full alert. I'll say that because we all know now what an injury to Brock Purdy means. It means Sam Darnold is in the game. And I, everybody knows my feelings on that. I think we're doomed if Sam Darnold has to play. So, again, we'll keep our eye on it. But it was something that came up. Shanahan and Lynch were asked about it. They responded. I thought it, you might want to hear that. So we put it in the show. I, I, I'm trying not to be totally crazy here. If Brock has an injury this year, that's any kind of serious injury, you know, whether it's elbow related, even if it's only like three, four weeks and he comes back, if it has to do with it, that throwing arm, to me, it's, you know, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice. You know, I'm doing the Bush thing there, messing it up. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you, you went through this with Jimmy. If a guy gets hurt, stop counting on him. And Brock has been hurt twice in his eight games. He got the broken ribs. Now he played through it, but he still got hurt. And now we got this elbow thing again. We'll see. How I just want 17 games, damn it. Can right. we get 17 games? Like, if we get 17 games out of Brock Purdy, I would say very, very, very high likelihood there is no franchise quarterback question anymore. Because I think he's good. He might not be great, but I think he's at a minimum good. I'm very confident in that. And he's going to be up over 4,000 yards, quite possibly get the passing record if he gets 17 games. So The Niners passing record. Right, 4,278 yards. Like, that's not that hard with 17 games. Like, you know, when I debated it with Michelle last year about Trey Lance, if Jimmy Garoppolo got 17 games in 2019, he finished 10 yards shy. Yeah, he was about right there. Um, I agree. If Brock plays all the games, I think that the Niners will at least be out of the quarterback market. Um, right. And, and I keep saying this. The last two times Kyle Shanahan has had a quarterback stay healthy for every game, he's made the Super Bowl. It was Matt Ryan in 2016, and it was Jimmy Garoppolo in 2019. Like, that's a pretty nice feather in Kyle's hat. You know, he, it's not like he's had these amazing Hall of Famers to do that with. It's been Matt Ryan and Jimmy Garoppolo. So can we please, please just get 17 games out of a friggin' guy? Oh. 
that's all that's all i'm thinking about for this season like just stay healthy because if he stays healthy the rest of it will take care of itself you know what i mean like if he stays healthy it's 11 plus wins minimum and that's with some bad breaks you know i if he stays healthy i would be placing the bet on the niners to have the best record in the nfc Ooh, that is a ballsy claim my friend I don't know if I would go. I don't know why they won 13 with three quarterbacks last year. Yeah. I don't think their team is as good this year. I don't think there's deep. And I think it's going to be tougher for Brock because defenses are going to be able to adjust to him. Um, You don't think they're as good when they have Christian McCaffrey for the whole year? I don't think the defense is going to be near. I don't think the defense will be as good. I don't think Wilkes will be as good as D'Amico Ryan's. But I do think the offense is going to be a major leap ahead of what last year was. Well, they were only scoring 19 points a game before McCaffrey got there. So there's well, definitely... What if, it's not just Christian McCaffrey. Debo got his ass in shape. <laughs> yep. And Ayuk has taken another step from what everybody yeah. is saying. We'll see. Um, but the offense will be better. And definitely there was room to grow, room to improve from what we saw earlier in the year last year. And I think the offense is fully capable of picking up the slack if the defense does fall off a little bit but you know brock is still very unproven and we had yeah. to see and hopefully we will but i'm not willing to make any sort of hard calls right now uh kyle also spoke yesterday and he was asked about the jimmy garoppolo comments where jimmy said that yeah you know there's a lot of weird quarterback situations in san francisco and messy is a nice way to put it uh, he was asked for his response to Jimmy and, you know, his response to seeing Trey Lance in a Cowboys jersey. Here's Kyle. I try not to pay attention outside of here. I try to deal with the people in here that I have to deal with. Um, and I have felt very good about that. Um, I, I did see Trey. I was happy watching him actually while I was eating lunch with his press conference in Dallas. And Trey is as real as it gets. And that's how he talks in here. That's how he is every day. So uh, it was cool to see him handle that the right way. And. Um, he did seem genuinely kind of happy, and uh, I feel he's in a good position to move on and do better there. Um, you know, Jimmy, is, the comments are the comments. I'm really not concerned about his comments. Okay, Kyle, you say you don't pay attention to people outside the building, but then you said you were watching Trey Lance as you were eating lunch. So which is it? Do you pay attention to people or do you not? Okay, I'll get to what he actually said in a minute. First, I noticed this, like, last week. And now I can't watch him on video anymore. I cannot watch Kyle Shanahan speak. It, it's like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> the way he breathes when he <laughs> is speaking drives me nuts. I can't stop noticing it. It's blah, 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 blah. He sounds out like, of breath. Yeah. And it's not just that he breathes. Like everybody breathes through their mouth when they're speaking, right? That's the normal way to do it. But it's one how often he does it he gets like three or four words out before he does it and then it's so loud it's not like normally you're kind of like you're talking and you talk a lot and then you just take kind of like a quick breath to kind of like have enough oxygen to keep talking right but he's like i'm taking a full gasp every <laughs> single time it drives me insane i can't i can't watch him speak anymore it's one of those things that once you notice it, you can't yes. stop seeing it. Yeah, and like I notice because I have to edit it out a lot of times. I take those breaths out to make it smoother for the podcast. So I've definitely yeah. noticed it. If you watch back, you'll see me start grimacing towards the end because it's like I was trying to ignore it and it's just building and building. And I finally got to the point where I couldn't like contain my face anymore and I had to react because it was I did kind of like a uh, shudder because 
yeah, it, it's like nails on chalkboard to me now. Okay. Anyways, okay. yes. What he said, yeah, like that's classic Shannon. Hey, I'm gonna say what I want it to be perceived as first, but then that's not the truth. Like Kyle <laughs> Shannon lies. Like he lies as much as any coach I've ever seen lie. And it, it cracks me up now to see him lie because it's pretty easy to tell when he's doing it. Because like you said, he directly contradicted himself. I'm worried about the people in this building. But I also watched both of their interviews. Okay. But, um, I watched Trey. but it cracks me up mainly because the spreadsheet used to argue on Twitter and he responded to me multiple times over it that Kyle never lies. Kyle is as, <laughs> as forward coming as any coach ever is. That was his argument like two years ago. I kind of went round and round with him one time over it. And it's like, yeah, there's no denying it after this offseason. Kyle lies through his teeth every interview if it's anything that he doesn't feel like actually answering his knee-jerk reaction is i'm gonna spew bullshit and then most of the time he doesn't say anything else he's smart enough to not say anything else every once in a while you get like this quote where he directly contradicts it after he and the other thing he does is if he doesn't like the question he attacks the phrasing of the question and he did it at the end of the press conference he got into like a weird exchange with matt mayoko and it it drives me nuts when he gets a question he doesn't like or when he gets challenged he gets offended he gets defensive and now his new thing is what do you think about it he'll like throw it back at you it's actually it's not new because he did the same thing to me one time when i challenged him on garoppolo hanging around uh with trey lance there like he he turns it back on the reporter because he gets really defensive and it's just and you like, know what the you know what the answer to that is the answer is i think you should answer the question i have seen that happen uh when i was covering college sports i saw that happen a coach didn't like a question after a tough loss and he said what do you think and the response back was i think you should answer the question and that put it on the coach and like nobody remembered what the reporter did the coach then, because everybody goes, well, yeah, it's a question. Answer it. And so then he has to answer it. It's not, no one cares what the questioner thinks. You're getting asked the question because you're the head coach, Kyle. That's why we're asking you. So, like, it, it's it's frustrating. Look, Kyle is a great coach. He does a lot of things well. Many, many yeah. things well. He hasn't handled the quarterback position well, and he's terrible with the media. Those are just two weaknesses of his game. Everybody's got strengths. Everybody's got weaknesses. Sorry if that right. bothers you. you know, there's a lot of people out there that, that immediately defend Kyle Shanahan, and I hate this line. What do you want him to say? I want him to answer the question. How about that? Instead of being a condescending jerk. like Yeah, he doesn't have to say, yeah, I don't agree with Jimmy, or like get into a back and forth with the player. But he can say, you know, like, I saw the comments. I don't have a response to it. Right. No, that's an answer to the question. Exactly. He doesn't have to truly answer, answer the question, but he, he doesn't have to like lie and he doesn't have to just like you said, attack the questioner. Like you can answer the question by saying, I don't have a comment on what another, what a player who's no longer in this building says. It's not just be condescending or totally truthful. Like, no, all you got to say is I have no comment. And that's it. And you know what? Like, that's fine. And and we can criticize Kyle for having no comment, too. That's the thing. He can answer questions any way he wants to answer in them. That's his right. And we can criticize the answers because that's our right. Like, that, both of those things can be true. Right. Just, just like people can criticize you as a host. Right. I mean, they're wrong, but they can do it. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of that defense going around. A lot of people thinking I'm too negative. Again. Like I keep saying on Twitter, 
When this team was winning 10 straight games going into the playoffs, I didn't say a negative thing about them. When they're good, I say they're good. Stuff has happened since then, right? A lot of stuff and a lot of stuff that I think is bad. And so when that's the case, I'm going to respond and say it's bad. Like you, you might not like that because I know it's a new season starting and we all, you know, it's a season of hope and I get that, but I'm sorry. This is my honest feeling to the news. And if there's other stuff that happens, that's good. I will respond positively to that. When Nick Bosa signs, I'm going to be thrilled. There's no amount of money they could sign Nick Bosa to where I'm going to be upset. I don't care. It's not my money. It's not my money. I do, it's not my money. It's not my salary cap. I just want to see him on the field. Whatever they got to pay to make that happen, pay it. I don't care. Let's just put it this way. We all need regular season games. <laughs> it's at that point. It's been a rough off season. It's been a, a very rough three years with this drama. I'm ready for the regular season and I'm ready to actually talk about games. And we're close. I mean, obviously we're, we're, we're going to get there. I'm going to be doing the preview podcast probably with, uh, with Michelle actually, maybe to preview the uh, Steelers and maybe Jeff Hartman, uh, our Steelers podcaster here at the fans first sports network. Maybe we'll do that, but yeah, we're going to get into all of it. But this is the last, like, this is a huge item on their to-do list. There's so, two There's two things left to do. Find somebody that can kick a freaking football. Right. And sign Nick Boza. <laughs> those are the two things. And both of those are highly important. Like, they have to find somebody that can kick a damn football. There was a lot of kicker movement today. And yesterday, as the rosters were cut down, people were trading kickers left, right, and center. We still don't know about Jake Moody. Uh, Kyle was asked about it. Basically, he was like, yeah, we're going to see. We're not sure. Uh, they still well, want to see how I, Moody I saw, feels up. Yeah, I saw a report out there. I forget who it was. Um, but they said that like the Niners are in discussions with veteran kickers to bring them onto the practice squad. Mm -hmm. And then if Moody can't go week one, yep. they'll bring them up. I want to know what they mean by veteran. Because like I said, that vested veteran is a big deal. A veteran can be two, three, three years, and I'm fine with it. If it's somebody that's four plus years in, I'm not okay with that. I would rather have one week of, you know, a, a below average kicker like Cade York and be able to cut him and not owe him any money after than sign a more proven veteran who's only slightly better because let's, let's remember the veterans that are out there are out there for a reason. So you're going to sign someone that's only slightly better and you're going to owe him the salary for the entire season because he's a vested veteran. So his, his salary would be fully guaranteed. It doesn't make sense to me. I would rather have the guy who you can't fully trust, but is good enough to where you're, you, you're probably going to get, you know, two, two out of three made or three out of four, you know, you're going to get your 75% made. You're likely fine for that game. If it's, if Moody is close, which clearly he's got to be close because they think he might be ready for week one. Right. You don't need to go get the veteran. Can I make a crazy suggestion? No. If you're confident, like, let's say you don't know if Moody's going to be there for week one. I'm doing it anyway. But you, you're, you <laughs> like, pretty sure he's going to be there for week two. How about just don't have a kicker? Don't have a kicker for week one. Just go for two every time. You don't want to do that because if you have, like, a 30-yard field goal to win the game, you need the kicker. You know what I mean? If it's, hey, we got three seconds left and it's a 30-yard field goal, you need the kicker. 
But like I said, Cade York is good enough. He made 75% of his kicks as a rookie. He's a little rattled right now, so maybe he craters. But there's other ones out there. Like I, I've mentioned on Twitter multiple times, there's Rodrigo Blankenship. He's made 84% of his field goals in his career. He's got those rec specs, too. Got the right. guy. He like. doesn't have the strongest of leg. I think he's only something like 30, I think it was 30, 30% from beyond 50 in his career. That's where he's bad. But he's made like 90% of his kicks from within 50. You know, he's almost like a young gold. So go sign him. He's perfectly fine for one game. I, I don't I don't get the strategy of like, just go get the guy. Get somebody that's only got one, two, or three years of experience. And that's probably what they'll do. You know, they're. I think that's what will end up happening. Um, maybe it'll be Rodrigo Blankenship. Who knows? Whoever it is, just get somebody that could make a field goal. I would... Again, I would be on board with them just saying, screw it. Let's just go for it every time. If you get some of those two-point conversions, maybe you don't need that field goal at the end of the game. Crazy thought, I know. Just just saying. But you, you can have that strategy and, and still have, have the kicker game. there for the last second. Yeah. Hey, you know what I mean? That's like, fair. That's true. Heinz uh, Field is it, a tough It's place not to like they're going to cut somebody that's like, oh, no, we lost them. Right? Because they kept all of the crappy veterans. <laughs> and lost all the young guys already that everybody thought had promise. But let's talk about that. And I talked about this with Grant. Like, are you freaking out because they lost Il Manning? I don't know if Il Manning is good, and neither do you. I'm not freaking out, but it is stupid. Well, right? how? How do you know? Because we know guys that were kept, and I'm not going to try to say his name because I can never say his name, but he performed worse. Now, you might think, okay, he's a veteran. He's more trustworthy as a backup. But he's so bad and he's a veteran, he's not getting claimed. But Manning, because he's a you know, completely unproven player, you knew he was going to get claimed. Because somebody is going to take the chance to see what he can develop into. Whereas when you got a three, four, or five-year vet and they're still terrible, nobody's claiming that. Okay. But, like, maybe they're just not good. Like, Il Manning wasn't drafted. You know, like maybe they're just not good. All I'm saying is I'm not an expert. Okay. I know a lot of people are like, oh, how could you let Il Manning and Deshaun Jameson go? I don't know if they're any freaking good. The Niners just picked up a corner from the, the Packers. I don't even know his name. I have no idea if he's any better or worse than Deshaun Jameson. And most people don't either. And like I said, before we went into the off season, when it's not the quarterback, I'm going to give the 49ers the benefit of the doubt because they've proven that they know how to put together a good roster. Like they have proven that consistently over the past three, four years. So in this case, I can't get riled up about those guys because I don't know if they're any good. Yeah, I mean, it's not, like I said, I'm not, I rate over it. I'm just disappointed. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me that, oh, we have a veteran. He sucks. And this other guy looked just as good in preseason who is a rookie. And we're going to keep the veteran just because he's a veteran. Like, that's no, keep the rookie and if you need the veteran because of injuries you can always promote him off practice squad because the practice squad can now have veterans and it's very 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 unlikely that veteran gets claimed well that's kind of been their consistent philosophy right i mean that's the argument for sam darnold over trey lance is that darnold has more experience they're more comfortable and confident that in a sort of a one game or a substitution situation that they know what they're going to get out of Sam Darnold, right? I mean, that's the same rationale. They're, at least they're consistent. I guess. I mean, I think the quarterback position is different. And a position where you have an, a starter who's coming off a serious injury 
is different. You're not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I this one. I know does, I'm not wrong. I'm never wrong. Oh God. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I saw a lot of people upset about that. And you know, I, I think in this case I'm gonna give the team the benefit of the doubt. That's all. I you know look I, at you, Mr. Positive. Yeah, like that's what I mean. You know, I, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. They've proven that they know how to put together a good roster. There's nobody that thinks the 49ers have a bad roster. So if they're telling me Il Manning is not it, Chris Forrester knows what he's looking for, whatever. I, I mean, I guess you I don't know. You know, you should move to the Bay Area because you would fit right in with those media guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, so that was pretty much all from the press conferences. Um, they talked a little about short-term and long-term players and how they try to balance that. Um, there wasn't anything that, that, you know, jumped out at me. Kyle got a little snarky, like I said, with Mayoko. John Lynch looked physically exhausted, though. I did notice yeah. that when he was giving his press conference. Like, he looked tired. You, you know what I noticed? If what? you bring those clips back up, both of them are wearing a white-slash-gray hoodie with nothing on it. There's no logos. It's not team uh, apparel, nothing. It is a completely blank hoodie. And I thought that was interesting because normally they're dressed in Niner stuff and they're not matching. Like, I thought that I thought that was odd that they both chose to wear like a very simple, nondescript hoodie. Like normally Kyle dresses well, normally lynch dresses well when he's doing an official press conference you know what i mean normally he's in like a polo or a dress shirt i thought that was interesting it tells me they've been working long hours and neither one of them to me it looked like two guys that haven't left the office in three or four days and maybe lynch hasn't maybe he's been trying to hammer out this bosa deal uh kyle did have the dwight clark hat on though the 87 hat yeah that's sort of 49ers garb uh, but yeah, John, look, it's probably frustrating. Like I re- I'll never forget the Rex Ryan hard knocks when they were negotiating with Revis and just how tiring and frustrating it was. <laughs> Rex Ryan's <laughs> we basically, we don't need you and watch what the bleep happens when we play without you. I can't believe we can't get a damn deal done. It's a joke. Three years left on a contract. Watch Monday night. Watch what the f*** happens. And then Tannenbaum is sitting there, and he just says, all right, guys, we'll talk to you. And he hangs up with Revis' agent, 
And he, there's like 10 seconds of silence and he looks around the table and he's just like, what's the negotiation playbook say to do now? <laughs> I've talked to him about that. It's a, it's a wild story, man. But yeah, it, I imagine it gets frustrating for these guys. Cause you're going in circles. Oh, that that's how, yeah, that's how it works. Because the problem is, is that there, there are so, so many parameters that can change. So you change this, but then they want that changed and you end up in the same freaking spot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, we'll give you a salary of this, but then we want a signing bonus of that. Or, okay, we'll drop the salary by 500000 this year, but we want a roster bonus of 500000 for the start of training camp. You know, it's like, well, it's the same thing. Right. It's And it's, look, ultimately it's going to come down to, are the Niners willing to play without them? And is Bosa willing to misplace? Because ultimately, like, is Nick Bosa going to be that mad if he only gets thirty-five million a year instead of thirty-six million a year? Like, I don't think at the end of the day that's going to bother him. But it's all about what these two sides see as the deadline. Do the Niners see this week as the deadline? Do they see Week One as the deadline? Do they see after that as a deadline? I don't know. But deadlines are the things that spur action. Deadlines are what cause people to say, you know what? Forget that last million. Whatever. Let's just do it. I'm done with this. I want to move on. That doesn't happen until there's a deadline. And it's just a question of do both sides see the same day or same time as that deadline? I 100% think the Niners need him more than he needs the Niners. Oh, yeah. And I think that's even more true with what's happened and what we've seen since training camp started this year. Because I don't know about you, but it feels like there's a little bit of a difference this year. I don't see quite the same unity with this team. It feels like the team is, hey, we won, we were winning a lot last year. We have a great team. We got a Super Bowl window, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut. But if things go south, you know what I mean? It just seems like this team is a little bit fractured right now, and they can heal that fracture if they start winning. But if they don't start winning and they have another slow start, I feel like this is going to be – everything fell apart because you're going to have sides start to get drawn. I feel like there there are certainly players in that locker room that don't like that Lance is not on this team, that are upset about that. And if things go south, they're going to sit there and say, see, I told you, and it's going to start, you know, there will be lines drawn. And it's not just about Lance. There, there seems to be a lot more. There seems to be like, there's the guys that have been here and they have created that click. You know, we've talked about that before. There is a very big click on this team, and I think it's running its course, and I think it's time for it to be broken up after this season. And if things don't start out well, it's going to cause all kinds of hell to break loose in that locker room because I don't think that it's quite as everybody's included as it has been. I think we're on the edge. But it's more of a hunch. I, I want to say that. Like, it's not like I have concrete evidence of this. It's just when you see the people talking, it just seems like everybody's a little more on edge this time. I think that's natural when you have a team that's been as close as the 49ers have had and you've had the same core for this many years. But I agree with you. They're on the edge. One path is 2014 49ers, right? Where got to the NFC Championship game, had a loaded team, but things with Harbaugh and York and Balky were terrible. The lock, the team was dressing in two different locker rooms. That wasn't, it's not quite that bad, but, but that was where it really all fell apart. And then after that year, you had everybody leave 
I mean, Patrick Willis, Borland, Justin Smith, Alden Smith. I mean, it was it was a crazy exodus. I, I named my fantasy team early retirement because everybody retired from the Niners at a young age that year. So that's definitely possible. That's definitely one way it could go. But it could go another way, too, because right. Jimmy's gone now. And I think Jimmy was the source of a lot of this. Guys really like Jimmy Garoppolo. He had had success there. Trey got drafted to replace Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that affected his acceptance partly in the locker room. I and mean, the day he got hurt, guys were basically saying they were happy about it. He's not there anymore. So whether they feel that way about him now, it doesn't matter. He's not an option. He can't come in no matter what happens with Brock Purdy or Sam Darnold or anybody. That kind of distraction is gone. And they've added key players who are not part of that, right? Christian McCaffrey is not part of all that stuff. Oh, he's been adopted. He's well, in that click. He hasn't been there year after year after year. Javon Hargrave has not been there year after year after year. He's a key piece that's hungry. He's just coming off a Super Bowl loss. So they've added some, some guys that are going to be big parts of this team that don't kind of fall into that sort of malaise so to speak so they may be able to guard against that if they can come out of the gate hot like you're talking about yeah like i said i think they have a small fracture right now and that's either going to completely break it all apart or it's going to heal small fractures can heal on their own and winning heals a lot of things and they very well could and we won't know, obviously, until they play the games. Um, if you had to bet a substantial amount of money that matters to you, are you betting on them winning or are you betting on things falling apart? No, I think I, I believe in Brock Purdy. I think he's going to be good. So I think they'll start out well. Week one, I'm not overly confident about, but I think they have a pretty easy early schedule and they should be three and one, maybe even four and one to start this year. So I, I'm confident that they get off to a better start, but I think they need to this year. Do you want to make your official season prediction? Uh, I mean, I can go through the games. I haven't, I haven't gone through every single game and come up with a record at this point. All right, you don't have to do it now. Then don't do it now. I was Take gonna say I, it, it's hard to do when you didn't know if Purdy's gonna play. Was Lance gonna be on this team? Like, what was the fallback if Purdy got hurt? So I haven't gone through it since Lance got traded. All right, homework assignment for next week. <laughs> I want you to go through. Tally it all up, make your calculations, get into the lab, do it all up and figure out your prediction for the Niners record on the season. And uh, we'll get everybody's prediction. I'll probably put out a graphic or something that has everybody's uh, final call on it. I'll do the same, although I think Michelle's going to want to do that this week. So I may do that with her this week, but I'll give you the extra week. I want to put you in the lab. I don't want any excuses when your prediction comes, you know, falls flat. Oh, yes, because... Our predictions are going to vary wildly. It's going to be everybody went 12 and 5, 13 and 4, and we might have one person that goes 14 and 3. Yeah. This is a Niners podcast network. They're going to make the playoffs. The question is, I mean, unless it's a complete, they'd have to have a complete disaster. In an NFC as weak as I think this NFC is going to be, they'd have to really have a, a crazy amount of injuries or just literally melt down like Kyle. Put Shane it this did. way. If Purdy got hurt week one, I think they would still make the playoffs. I don't know about that. I don't think they would be great, but I think they're going nine and eight, 10, 10 and seven. Yeah. With Sam Darnold because Shanahan will find ways to limit Sam Darnold being able to crap the bed. <laughs> and you, you have the ultimate cheat code for a bad quarterback. Just dump it off to Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. 
Um, but so, yeah, the question, I think, and I remember these years for the 49ers when it was like, hey, I know we're going to the playoffs. Just get through the regular season and let's go, and then we'll see what happens in the playoffs. It feels like that this year. It feels yeah. like, let's go, you know, like Kittle's banged up right now. Normally, I'd be a lot more concerned. Just get him healthy for the playoffs is really like, that's my main concern right now. If he misses week one or week two, or he's got to miss those games to be healthy at the end of the year, I'm all for it. Yeah, it's not 2004 or five or even six where in week one, you've given up on any hope of making the playoffs. <laughs> You're watching specific players to see if they develop and actually have a future yeah. on the team. <laughs> There's like a decade straight of, I'm not really watching to see if they win. I mean, I want them to win, but I'm watching this player and I'm watching that player because I want to mm-hmm. see if they actually pan out. 2005 and you're already looking at draft prospects yep hey you know what and that's honestly like i'm looking forward to that too i know we're skipping ahead but like we got a first round pick again man it's nice to be able to open up some mock drafts and actually have something to read for you know the first time in three years yeah hopefully it's just drafting at 32 well that's the plan anyway all right that's going to do it for this edition of the show oh before we go i want to give a shout out to a new sponsor on the show my bookie You can go to mybookie.com, use our promo code GOLD23, and win some money, baby. Go do it. Mybookie.com, use our promo code GOLD23, and uh, support the podcast. So I want to give some love to mybookie because uh, we always like new sponsors on the show. I don't know if you've noticed, HelloFresh has come aboard also. You know, no one likes to eat in an empty restaurant. Come on, sponsors. (laughs) We'll take your money. We ain't too proud. Yeah, and if you do want to win money making those bets, uh, wait for the show where Michelle and Rob go through, you know, what bets they're going to make and go with Michelle's bets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Think of that all by yourself. (laughs) That was a long way to go for a short trip, man. I'll say that. But Hey, if it's a great trip, it doesn't matter if it's short. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Levin. Again, happy birthday. Thank you for all the work that you've done helping me get this channel up and running. I absolutely could not have done it without you. And now, I like I said, I'm officially paying you. So, like, I'm your boss for real. You got to get the contracts to everybody else so they know they're getting paid. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get (laughs) You know, maybe before you put this podcast out so they don't listen to it and go, what the hell? (laughs) they've been told kind of a manager do you think i am you know what don't answer that i was gonna say the kind that got fired what (laughs) i didn't get fired (laughs) (laughs) all right enjoy your thursday like and subscribe to the channel everybody rate review and follow the gold standard podcast network and uh we'll talk to you next week